Hello, this is a podcast for the sermon for Sunday the 18th of July from St. Mary's Richmond. My name is Scott. May these words be pleasing. Can you picture in your mind a picture of a shepherd holding a sheep? Maybe with a shepherd's crook, maybe a modern shepherd or a, an ancient painting or a stained glass window. Keep that in mind and hold that picture. Who do we see? What do we see? When we gather for worship in church or on Zoom, but together as a church family, as a Christian family, we believe that God, our God, is real. We believe that God cares for us. He is mindful of us. He came as a real person, living with real people, imperfect people in an imperfect world. He came to us. He came because he loved and loves and cares for us. In our second reading from the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is described as a shepherd. And it is a good illustration of the love and the care of God for us and for all people, even the lost, especially the lost. Now, eight days since at St. Mary's, we had a special service which was for the ordination of Paul. And in the PowerPoint, Paul chose a picture of uh, a shepherd. We could see some of the shepherd holding a sheep. In the service, we authorized the leadership of Paul as he takes on the role of a priest within our church. The message of the service was clear. Paul is called to promote the ministry of reconciliation. He is called to care for God's people and to lead them to God. When many of us came to the service in person or online eight days ago, I wonder if anyone, when seeing that picture of the shepherd chosen by Paul, in that picture of the shepherd, did we see Paul as shepherd, caring and leading? Or perhaps Martin, Reverend Martin, who cares and leads our church, but also uh, cares and leads um, and guides Paul in his ministerial development. When we think of that picture in our mind of a shepherd, is there anything else that we see? Uh, who else might you see? Jeremiah describes bad shepherds destroying and scattering the sheep. He doesn't say why or how these shepherds are bad. Perhaps they didn't have the skills. Perhaps they did not care. Or perhaps they did care enough to deliberately lead their sheep into danger. Jeremiah simply says that shepherds can be bad. They can destroy and scatter. And God would replace the bad shepherds with good shepherds. 
We know the damage, I think. A lack of leadership or of bad leadership. We know that in the bad and damaging behavior of individuals or groups or even nations. I was talking to my brother last night who'd been at the Football Cup final full of excitement as the nation was full of excitement. And he said as the week's gone on, he's just had a growing feeling of sadness, wishing he'd not been there, just very, very disappointed. What bad leadership must there have been when a group of people forced their way into the game, praising over a steel gate, crushing and pushing others, sitting in seats that were not theirs, threatening others. Perhaps also a lack of good leadership, good shepherding. Perhaps there is something aimless about persistent domestic violence that rises when the, nation, the national team loses, or persistent racism that is emboldened when black footballers miss penalties, or crippling personal and family debt fueled by betting. The news from South Africa has been grim this week, violence and looting and burning, whilst a key leader is in jail for corruption. Maybe when people <clears throat> or a group of people do bad things, we can try and reassure ourselves that they are simply the bad apples, exceptions to the norm, different to us. They are not real football supporters. They're not proper England supporters and so on. The truth may be harder. We are persistently challenged, troubled by alcoholism, domestic violence, debt uh, through betting, racism, drugs, a rising prison population and much, much else. These do say something about the individuals involved but also about the society in which we live and breathe and the direction in which we are led and the direction we lead others in Christ. There are many shepherds. We are called to pray for all of them, all the leaders within our society. We want, we need good shepherds, not bad shepherds. So think again of that image, that picture of a shepherd. Who do you see? The royal family. They are shepherds of our nation. We pray for them, for good leadership, for wisdom, unity and strength. I've only seen the Queen once. More of that later. Boris Johnson. He has been given authority to be a key shepherd of our nation. Rishi Sunak as Chancellor and our representative and leader. We are to pray for them. I've only met the Prime Minister once. More of that later around the busy bars of Richmond. We pray for the shepherding done by our police, the leadership of all our emergency services. 
those on the front line and those in management shepherding the health of our nation within our NHS. We pray for them. Teachers, head teachers, leading, shepherding children in unprecedented times. Business leaders, those running logistics in such difficult times to trade, all in need of our prayers, for we need them. We need their leadership, their ambition, their imagination and skills. Go back to your picture of the shepherd. Who do you see? What do you see? Who are the shepherds that we pray for? And might it be, can it be, that the shepherd is us, you, each of us? There are some words from the start, the greeting from Paul's ordination service. Before the attention rightly moved onto his calling, we are reminded of ours, for we are the ones who know that God is real. We know that God cares for us. He is mindful of us. He came as a real person living with real people, imperfect people in an imperfect world. We know that he came because he loved and loves and cares for all people. These are the words uh, we had at the, in the greeting of the ordination service. God calls his people to follow Christ and formed us into a royal priesthood, a holy nation, to declare the wonderful deeds of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvellous light. The church is the body of Christ, the people of God, and the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. In baptism, the whole church is summoned to witness to God's love and to work for the coming of his kingdom. We are all called into a royal priesthood. I mentioned earlier Boris Johnson, called to be prime minister, in need of our nation's prayers. I've mentioned uh, before in a sermon how our eldest, Alistair, awkwardly tried to take his coat off on a hot train whilst sitting next to Mr. Johnson. In his struggle, his arms slipped and Alistair's elbow caught Mr. Johnson on the chin. I mentioned earlier the Queen. Call to shepherd our nation in good times and grim times. And once, and only once, she came to Richmond. Others in our church will have seen her. And I remember standing at the steps at what was the TSB, overlooking the hairdressers. And as the motorcycles and posh cars went by, the ladies who have their weekly visit to the hairdressers came out, still with their towels and hairs in curlers, to greet the Queen. They, the Queen, the Prime Minister, the government, they are shepherds. Here in church, Martin and Paul are shepherds, and we too, called to the royal priesthood, are shepherds. Here are the five marks of mission of our Anglican communion. These are the values that we are to promote in ourselves and others in the name of Christ. The mission of the church is the mission of Christ, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to teach, 
baptize and nurture new believers, to respond to human need by loving service, to transform unjust structures of society, to challenge violence of every kind, and to pursue peace and reconciliation, to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth. So God give us strength. Show leadership in the way that we lead out our lives. Amen. <laughs>